Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And Julie, uh, today is June the 28th. We are almost halfway down of the year. Indeed, we are. And in fact, that is a lot of coaching call discussion that we are basically officially at the halfway point of the year, right? So how are you doing? Are you on track, ahead, or behind? And some of them don't know because they didn't set goals. So how would you know if you're on track, ahead, or behind? The answer to what do you want to do this year being more or better is not specific. So for some people, that's where you start is, you know, it doesn't have to be January 1st to do the treasure map, right? It doesn't have to be the beginning of the quarter, but we are halfway through the year. So this is a good place to stop, take a breath and say, look, you've got third quarter and fourth quarter to get something out of this year. Now, some of them are ahead. So why is that? Why are you saying thank you past Bob? Thank you, past Betty, for having it together. Define that. Okay. Define that. So, so your current, your yeah. current, uh, the 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 success you're currently experiencing isn't from something you did today. It's something you did six months or a year ago, and you're just getting the benefit of it today. So if you're not experiencing success today, it's because six months, a year ago, 30 days ago, mm-hmm. right? You weren't doing what you should have been doing. So you've got to be thinking in terms of where do you want to be at the end of this year going into next year? And this is, um, and by the way, I'm still uh, getting over my cold. <laughs> so, yes, we are sounding better. Yes, I am trying. Yes. And the day quill is uh, certainly not helping, right? <laughs> but regardless, uh, the point being, guys, is that you have to be thinking now in terms of the end of the year it's not it's actually it's a fascinating thing that most humans can't think about themselves in the future but they have like 2020 vision of what it was like in the past so they can't visualize what their future is going to be like and that is a skill set that once you sort of you know once you develop it it's incredibly powerful so the way that julie and i um, have uh, been coaching agents for years to think about it is the past version of you versus the future version of you right and, and that's just that so whatever the past version of you was doing in January of this year, and you know probably January, February, March, whatever that person was or wasn't doing is what you're enjoying the benefits of or you're paying the cost of right now. So be thinking in terms of where you want to be towards the end of this year, and that is going to be around the holidays. Do you want to be worried about money or do you want to be enjoying the holidays stress-free financially you know, with not having finances as a major concern because you did what you're supposed to do in June, July, August, September, and October for that matter. You guys following me here? So future version of you has to be, you have to be doing the work now. So future version of you is singing the praises of current version of you. That's exactly right. And some of you can say that right now. I'll yep. give you an example. James Miller in Amelia Island, Florida, just put a deal together last weekend. It was competitive. He won because of two things really three things. One is this is a past client who currently lives in Virginia. You know, he does a lot of second home deals there. And he sold their old place in Amelia in May of last year. So more than a year ago, right? So what can he say thank you past James for? Well, having that client in the first place, doing a killer job for them and relentlessly following up because there hasn't been a lot that met their criteria. And lo and behold, he found something for them. He got them in contract. He was competitive. He talked to the listing agent. He can say, thank you, James, for developing all of those past skills because now that client has something that they're really thrilled about. 
So he's an example of somebody who's connected all of those dots and a lot of the different coaching things we talk about. And so, of course, his job is to lather, rinse, repeat. Now, some of you guys who are who did do plans but are behind, I would say the most common confession that I get on that, because sometimes coaching is a little bit of a confessional, right? <laughs> and that's okay, especially when we do it on Facebook Live where it can help other agents, is that uh, they continue the buyer side struggle. And so what a lot of people are saying is, you know what, so help me God, this is third quarter, we're, we're, we're past halfway through the year basically, why don't I have my pre-listing package done? Why am I not a more powerful listing agent? Why don't I have more listings? They're starting to get pissed about it and take action. So those of you who are not in the Premier Coaching Program, Julie's sort of uh, speaking to her choir right now, right? That's what she's You you can tell Julie's coaching the people on Premier Coaching. But Premier Coaching is our Premier Coaching Program, and it is something all of you should be considered joining. And you do get a daily semi-private coaching call. Uh, So those of you guys who are in the program, which is most of you at this point, you understand what she's saying. So uh, listen, and by the way, do attend that every single day live. Um, it's obviously exclusively for the premier coaching members, but when you attend that live, you get to mastermind with other agents. And a lot of times people will just, they'll essentially just observe and listen to the questions and the answers, um, and the experiences other agents are having. And that in itself is motivational. It's essentially, this is your real estate success community. That's what premier coaching is. So if you want to join premier coaching, which all of you should be, cause it's around a hundred dollars a month, just go over to Tim and just click on coaching and premier coaching and then join. Like I said, it's around a hundred dollars a month. If you want us to text you a link so you can sign up, just text um, uh, success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, text success, the word success to 47372. And Julie also just spoke about your real estate treasure map, which is your 2021 business plan. You get That is actually the first thing we want all of you to do, whether you're coaching clients or not, is finish your 2021 business plan. And this is a great, I'll tell you something I've experienced from Mm -hmm. coaching calls, really, and just feedback. Sure. This time of year, even if people are ahead of their goals, mm-hmm. they have a tendency to start a little bit letting off on the gas. Even that. ones that are having their best years ever. And those that are behind their goals mm-hmm. are completely letting off on the gas. And they're just going to coast yeah, to the side. Yeah, kind of given up. Right. So here's a, an opportunity for you to recondition your brain to think in terms of like, okay, so let's say you're first, for those of you who are behind or you're just discovering us and you're, you're sort of floundering, not knowing what direction to go in your real estate business. July 1st is January 1st. It's your physical year. So you need to be thinking of your physical year from July of 2021 to July of 2022. Don't think, well, I'm going to restart or I'm really going to take it serious on uh, you know, January 1st. I know none of you are consciously saying, well, I'm going to wait until January 1st of 2022 to really get my act together. But that's how you're acting. How do you know if you're acting that way? You're spending too much time getting ready to get started, researching, plotting, planning, preparing, uh, getting together, organizing. You're not actually doing and taking action. So the best thing for you to do, obviously, that will get you into action the quickest and give you a clear path forward is join the Premier Coaching Program. So yeah, Julie, I'm experiencing a lot of the same things. Yes, absolutely. And so it's okay. Tim just gave you permission to do a hard reset on your year. Right. Anybody who is confused about what to do, who is perhaps pretty far behind, or if you maybe just got your license or just found us and you're having your light bulbs go off, that's all fine. And you know, for a lot of them that are on track, they do this anyway in terms of turning it into a 90-day plan or saying, you know what, here's what I'm going to get out of the next 30 days. So all of the plans that we give you are designed to help you with that, to keep the focus so that you're not in the getting ready to get started to someday possibly feel like striking when the sun shines. And remember, guys, focus all your best act. This is not the time of year to be working on anything, right? Anything that starts with working on, tweaking, uh, preparing, organizing, 
uh, anything like that, anything that you're writing down. So, so here's an interesting little thing. This is a Warren Buffett. Uh, Warren Buffett's private jet pilot uh, went to him once and asked Warren, I want to get my career together. I'm trying to, to basically decide, you know, essentially is asking Warren for career advice. Can you imagine being Warren Buffett's private jet pilot and having that, you know, Warren Buffett is someone asked for, for career advice? And so Warren Buffett said, here's what I want you to do. Write down a list of your 20 goals for your career. And this guy was a jet pilot. I have no idea what a jet pilot's goals are, but he wrote down 20 things. And then Warren said, circle the first three, forget the rest. Mm-hmm. And he said, the only the, the things that matter the most to you are the ones that you wrote down the first and everything else on your list, you should not be thinking about because you need to focus on accomplishing the first three things and make those things your priority. And it actually goes back to something else that Julie and I have been saying. We got this from Matthew McConaughey of all people. Mm-hmm. You know, life is barely long enough to get long, uh, good at one thing, choose wisely. And the thing you should be choosing in real estate and the number one thing you should have written down on your top 20 things you want to be good at in your career, your your 20 career priorities, you know, per Warren Buffett, number one should be becoming a listing agent. There's no two ways about it. And if you want to continue to have your, you know, essentially your, I don't know, your career basically, um, I would only want to be too harsh about it, but you guys who are working buyer's agents on the buyer agent side of transactions, you know what I'm talking about. It's not easy and it's going to get a lot worse. There's no doubt that the buyer agent side of the business is going to get a lot worse. Let's do our past podcasts. You need to take, I know some of you are saying, well, Tim, I'm just not ready to become a listing agent. I read your emails and your texts and your things, you comments on our, on our Facebook pages. I'm just not sure I'm ready to become a listing agent. I'm not sure if I've earned the right to be or have enough experience. You do. Many, many, like thousands of agents are listing houses and becoming uh, listing agents as soon as they get their real estate licenses. There's no rules that say you have to, you know, essentially work with buyers for a thousand years and buy buyer leads and all the rest of it. So focus on becoming a listing agent. And the things that were the working on things, which would be your brand, your logo, your CRM, your lead follow-up, your, your lead follow-up campaigns, your bomb bomb videos, your all those things may have a place in your business, but the reality of it of it is is none of them are appropriate for you to be doing now. The things you should be doing now, and frankly, the three things you should really be mastering in your business are uh, being a proactive lead generator, being a pre-qualified, uh, being a really effective pre-qualifier, and being the world's best presenter. When you do those three things, and then we would throw in there, uh, obviously, lead follow-up as well. But when you do those three things, and an incre- four things really at an incredibly high level, everything else you can delegate. You guys getting what we're saying here? This business is a lot simpler than you think it is if you allow it to be. But again, write down the 20 career priorities you have. And how many of those priorities or the first three things that you wrote down, how many of those things, like if you're even confused what your priorities should be, here's the answer. What's going to put you in a position to help the most people make the most money in the least amount of time that's going to create the most profit? That's it. And so a lot of the other things that you guys are being told you should be working on, they're literally a waste of your time. That's it. Keep your sellers happy, which means that you have sellers, which means that you are a kick-ass listing agent, which brings us to the continuing series of... You didn't get the listing. Why not? No, it's, yeah, it's, well, I changed the title. So 11 reasons why you lost the listing. Why you lost the listing. Right. Okay. So I think we talked about this one a little bit at the end of the last podcast, but number four, you don't know the competition or the neighborhood well enough to speak with authority. Here's a secret. Preview the competition like crazy. That could be online or in person, but know the average days on the market, not just for the town or city, but for the actual neighborhood. Know the list to sell price ratio for the latest comparables and know if that's going up or going down or remaining stable. For example, many of our uh, coaching clients and listeners are reporting a little bit of a slowdown, which probably makes sense going into a holiday weekend. Exactly what I was going to say. Very predictable. Happens year in and year out. Probably not going to be a big change. So two thoughts. Yes. Okay. So uh, number one, 
it, you do have to understand that there are normal and natural slowdowns yes. to the time of the year. July 4th, typically a slowdown. In upper ends, you're going to see a slowdown usually at the end of August as people go on vacations. Not necessarily true in the meat and potatoes price ranges. Upper end price ranges, they all yep. de- have a tendency to have that as their preordained uh, vacation time. You're going to have when kids go back to school, that's going to be a normal slowdown. Then you're going to have around uh, Halloween, which is going to be a normal slowdown. Then you're going to have, obviously, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all the other holidays towards the end of the year. And any random snowstorms that should come your way and other weather events. So this, I mean, we were just looking on the weather map and there's a <laughs> hurricane headed. We have, uh, we live part time, well, it's basically a vacation house in North Carolina, in Murphy, North Carolina. There's a hurricane literally headed right now from Murphy, Murphy North Carolina. And there's another hurricane headed literally right now to Puerto Rico. I know. Great so both, so two separate hurricanes <laughs> headed right to the two places where we go. live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be all right. Well, but so here, but yeah. let me, so there's, there might be 180 days left this year, technically, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. But there really aren't 180 work days left this year. So if you were to get a calendar and you were to actually start by, and this is what we do with all of our coaching clients, mm-hmm. and you were to put a star by the work days you have left this year, you'll be shocked how few work days you actually have. You don't really have 180 work days left this year. And if you start in your mind, well, you're probably, even if you want to work during Thanksgiving week, you're going to be there by yourself. No one's going to want to necessarily work with you. Yeah. Everybody's going to be closed. Banks, title companies, won't matter. Same thing's going to happen in December. Same thing's going to happen during other natural, normal slow times mm-hmm. uh, during the rest of the year. So do take that in consideration. You don't have the time to waste. That's right. Now, this means that you know what's going on in your market. You know the micro market. You know, when we sold houses in Columbus, the overall market might have been 180 days on the market, but pockets would be even 10 days or less, you know? Yep. So it can vary. Just because you know the stats for, say, Atlanta does not necessarily mean that they apply to all areas of Atlanta or all types of homes. And one of the so, things that yeah. I know that we always tell our coaching clients to do, of course, nowadays there's really kick-ass software to do it too. Mm-hmm. But even if you can essentially click a few buttons and have a great CMA uh, spit out, uh, it would be a really smart move for you to go to the uh, your MLS and take a, um, I'm sorry, your, your MLS? No, to go to your board of realtors mm-hmm. and take an MLS class. Because the MLS class that you can take gives you a real in-depth view of all the sort of analytical information you can get out of the MLS, which will really blow your mind. Yes, that's exactly. I mean, that's that's part of uh, one of our action plans, actually, is to go do that. Okay, so don't lose a listing because you haven't spent the time to understand the neighborhood, the neighborhood stats or facts, and or understand your actual competition. This can come down to something really goofy. Like I remember when we sold, you know, buy levels and split levels, never sold for as much as two stories. Right. Uh, but to look at them, they look virtually the same. They kind of looked like the same square footage, but they would never appraise the same. So little nuances But like that was that. funny, though. I yeah. remember when you and I, I do remember that clearly. We would, there would be a, you know, buy level. You, I guess people don't like to have to make a decision. I don't know. You don't walk know. into a foyer and there's a staircase going down, another one going up, you know. And yep. sometimes on, this, on the first level when you walked mm-hmm. up, there would be another one went up mm-hmm. after that. Yep. And it's like uh, those houses were always hard to sell. Yeah, and that had to do with appraisals being anything below grade. That's they right. couldn't give the same value for cost per square foot. But that goes back to your, your point, point mm-hmm. number four there, is that the appraisers often wouldn't count the square footage, which was, you know, basically below grade. And where we sold real estate, same with where you sell real estate, if there's not a full egress like window in each bedroom, 
you're not going to be able to counter disc, uh, you know, full egress, meaning essentially a huge window, right, that someone can get out in the event of a fire. But if there's also not a door that leads from the living space downstairs, it's not counted. It's basically not concluded as part of your uh, square footage. And you can't count it as a bedroom if it doesn't have a closet, which right. is one of the reasons we also, in addition to take your MLS course, even though it sounds really boring, it's really useful. Uh, along the same category, you've got to take a an appraisal class because you're not necessarily going to know all these nuances. And if you're in a place that's maybe a vacation market, the site of street that you're on may make a difference. This stuff is interesting mm -hmm. to a point, yeah. but it's here's the way. If you're not analytically minded, you're going to still uh, think of it like this. You are going to have a competitive advantage because if you happen to be competing against the agent who is Mr. and Miss, uh, you know, CMA master, and they do know a great, you know, how to make a killer CMA, and your CMA is just a hodgepodge that you've thrown together, the seller is going to give the other agent more credit because it looks like they actually spent more time. Now, again, I know there's great software programs that do this as well that will do it for you rough, roughly odd in just essentially automatically. But again, you're not differentiating yourself from your competition because they're using that same software. So you need to understand, you can use the software, but you need to be able to explain it at a higher level because that's what they expect from a true professional. And again, again, when you follow our listing, pre our listing process, our seven-step listing, listing process, this is a reminder for our coaching clients, do include your CMA with your pre-listing pack, your completed CMA with a suggested price range. So again, coaching clients, don't deviate. Don't, de right, don't give them a price in this market, which goes to Julie's next uh, yep. one of your upcoming points. Yes. Okay. So point number five, reasons of losing listings. You uh, were rigid with your commission and or your pricing. In addition, you didn't create a game plan, so the seller still feels like they're winning, okay? So no, any other questions isn't really an effective script, especially if the seller's doing multiple transactions, if they're a repeat client, referring client, or someone who's tight on funds to make the move. So here's the secret. Learn how to use your unique selling propositions, okay, from the pre-listing package, et cetera. But really the bigger point here is, you know, agents walk around like they have got the world, you know, it's crazy. They're like, I turned it down because they were 10,000 higher than my price. Well, first of all, in a market like this, you might have gotten it anyway. We, we talked about that previously. Yeah, we gave them a ton of scripts and all Lots that on scripts. our last um, yeah. podcast. You guys go back and listen to the podcast we did um, prior to this one. I think it was show number, this topic, show number two, I think. And Julie and I gave three or four yeah. great scripts. But do listen to what Julie just said. Don't lose the listing over price, especially in a crazy seller's yeah. market like this. You might, you know, the CMA, Mr. C you might be in a situation where the CMA or the market is the sold comps are saying it's worth one thing. And yet you can overprice it by quite a bit and it's still going to sell with competing offers in some markets. And this market's going to stay crazy like that for some time to come. Well, same thing with your commission. Some agents are so rigid with their commission and not flexible and don't think about things like going to a flat fee instead of coming off a percent. And they lose business, for example, a builder that wants to give you three deals and you're not going to be flexible for that. You know, you've got to think about it. In our pre-listing pack, which you guys get as a coaching client, we do have something called the flexible fee commission structure. Now, the flexible fee commission structure is not cutting your commission. And basically, it's a commission structure that you're already using. You're just not putting in writing. Mm -hmm. And the real point of it is, is that when you're competing against the flat fee brokers, when you're competing against the discounters, when you're competing against all these people that are basically trying to win the listing by buying the listing, by reducing the, their commission, overpricing the house, you're going to be competitive because you have the flexible fee commission structure. It's already done for you in our pre-listing pack that you will get when you join our coaching program. And all you've got to do is go to timandjulieharris.com and click on coaching. Premier coaching is your first option and join for around $100 a month. It's very simple. But you do have to offer the seller 
um, flexibility with the commission because in a market like this, you will lose the listing, to Julie's point, simply by telling them that you're rigid about the commission structure. By offering them a flexible fee commission structure, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to uh, reduce your commission. And I'll give you an example. Well, I, I don't even want to use numbers. No. Yeah, we're not going to use numbers, but, no, but that, the point is, it that's is, the gist of it. That's right. It's actually designed to protect your commission, but still yeah, be flexible. it is. And, and you will get a higher commission when you do the flexible fee. Uh, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little uh, advanced coaching, though. If you're in a situation where you have to reduce your commission to maybe put a deal together, which just doesn't matter. I mean, things like that happen all the time. Never reduce by a percent. Always reduce mm -hmm. by a dollar amount. Because sellers, buyers, hum normal humans, humans. <laughs> don't think in terms of percent. They think in terms of dollar amounts. And like Julie and I learned that when we sold real estate and obviously told our billions of coaching clients that. But, you know, if you were to say, for example, you're negotiating on the average sale price of a home, which is, by the way, 350 grand now. Mm -hmm. The real estate markets are up 23% year over year. Did you know that? that? Yeah, yep. it's crazy. Uh, but if you're, you know, the seller say, I'm not going to take this listing unless you reduce my commission or increase my net by whatever. You can simply say, well, Mr. Seller, I'll tell you what. Now, normally maybe you would have been uh, your normal stance in situations like that just to get the deal together would have been to reduce it by a percent. And that percent would have been, say, $3,500. Well, don't do that. Just reduce it by 500 bucks or 250 they bucks. They just want to feel like you you're helping them out. Like, it's ego, you know, basically. It's their ego. That's right. And I have to say, especially in, in certain situations, it is more appropriate if you're having multiple transactions. Maybe it's the sixth house, the deal that they've done with you. You know, they're going to buy and sell. Maybe they refinance and don't hardly have any equity. I mean, have some humanity, people. Be but, a little bit flexible. But don't offer, don't even. But definitely not percent. Don't even consider uh, touching your commission rate. Um, even sometimes people just ask. Uh, they'll just ask just because that's what they think they're supposed to do. Yeah. And you can say, well, and this is the reason we created uh, podcast listeners and coaching clients. We in created the flexible fee commission structure so that you could avoid having that question asked in the first place. That's the reason why it's in the pre-listing pack. The pre-listing pack goes to the seller's house prior to you meeting with the seller. We're wanting the whole point of the pre-listing pack is to remove all the objections and the questions that the sellers might have for you that you sure as hell don't want asked in a situation where you're trying to, you know, obviously win the listing. So the commission structure or the commission fee and all that stuff is a point of contention that makes some of you so nervous to ever have to overcome the questions about reducing commissions, you never even try to be a listing agent. That's, That's the reason we send the pre-listing pack. That's the reason there's a flexible commission structure in there. You know what's awesome is our coaching clients that have their pre-listing packages together, polished, understand how to present them because we also give them coaching calls that go with that. Yep. It's almost like that's their superhero power, and sure. they don't want to share it with anybody. Oh, of course, you know? and they're very protective about it. Like they they don't even want to use their company folder because somebody might know it came from them. They're so secretive about it, and they're so protective because it's so effective. It's the very definition of an unfair advantage. It is, it and really I, is. I'm just so proud of them when they use it. And once it's done, and you understand it, and you've got it all put together, you know, we always coach them to print up at least you know ten or twenty of them so that you are inspired to get them out. And what happens is you take somebody who has previously been nervous on appointments, if they're even willing to set listing appointments, say with somebody they don't already know, for example, mm -hmm. and you take somebody that's freaking out about that and you give them wings, the pre-listing package, and they're so much more confident and so much more, it's like all of a sudden they want to be a proactive lead generator 
because they know what to do and because they no longer live in fear of getting objections. Right. They're excited because they know that they finally have the advantage, let alone unfair advantage in their marketplace. They always yeah. wish they'd have. That's right. And that they've been before convinced that they had to have a brand and logo and all this other sort of Mickey Mouse in order yeah. to have that same presence. In other words, you'll never have it because you haven't spent enough money on your brand and your logo. <laughs> what you really need is sales skills. What you really need is essentially what we teach you in our coaching program. Yeah, your brand will not protect you from objections. Hell no. And your brand... That's just a bunch of BS that you guys are buying into. That's the truth. If you want to have a superior brand in any business, you provide uh, you know superior levels of uh, service to enough people, and that's how you win. And how do you do that in the first place? Not by trying to buy business or convince them that you're something you're not through a bunch of branding. You do it by learning how to actually be of service to folks. You learn it by knowing how to solve their problems. That's what being a powerful listing agent is. That's what we teach you as far uh, you know. That's the main focus in the Premier Coaching Program. That's right. Now number six is almost too easy, <laughs> but it's so critical. Point number six, why you might have lost them. You used a canned presentation. Okay, so that's better than no presentation, but you used a canned presentation instead of asking what the seller needs and presenting to that. Here's the secret. It's easier and more effective to present based on what the seller actually values rather than assuming that you know already. So show respect by asking questions and addressing their real concerns. Let's talk about that. Sure. So what most agents do, and they weren't properly trained, or they just wing it basically, is they show up to a seller's house and they give the same presentation that's almost always very ego-based. Their awards, their plaques, the pictures of them with their dog. This is if they have a presentation at all. Sure. And it does not actually take into consideration the seller's concerns, what the seller wants to hear, what the seller is worried about, what the seller's goals are. It's just all the same egotistical crap because they think that's what the seller wants to hear. And they've never actually, maybe they've uh, taken training from people that have actually said the seller wants to know how, how many Instagram followers you have. <laughs> the seller doesn't give a rat's ass how many Instagram followers you have. Everybody knows you can buy those. The seller wants to know what you're going to specifically do to solve the problems that they have identified as being important to them. But unless you ask those, in, unless you frankly use our listing presentation, which we call the Sharpie Close listing presentation, unless you use that, you're not going to root out what the seller's real issues are. You're just going to blather on and blather on and never actually get at the heart of what they are truly concerned about. Then you're going to compete against somebody that's following our system and you're going to lose the listing because the seller is going to feel much more attached to the agent that asks the questions that we teach you to ask during listing presentation. Our entire listing presentation, when you follow it, lasts about 15 minutes. And you're usually going to have to overcome a total of zero objections because the pre-listing pack will have answered all the questions ahead of time. You're just generally going to be over, or you're not really overcoming. You're going to be clarifying one or two different points, and then you're going to walk out the and, listing. And those one or two points are what the seller has told you are important right. to them, not what you have built up in your head that is always the same for everybody in every situation. I'm going to tell you guys how we learned that too, okay? This is the truth. So Julie and I, when we sold real estate, and this is back in the 90s into the very early 2000s, had gotten so efficient at going, uh, setting, you know, uh, creating listing leads um, that we were going on uh, two and three listing appointments a day. And let me tell you, that sounds exciting, but it's really terrible. <laughs> And, you know, it's a lot of, it's a huge amount of work and you have to, it's showtime every time you walk in that seller's door, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of stinking work. And our original listing presentation was the exact, um, you know, it's the antithesis of the one we teach you guys to use now. We were doing what we're telling you not to do. We were just giving a canned listing presentation, you know, and it's the same one every single time and it take, took too damn long and the sellers, you know, would usually pass out and basically list with us <laughs> just so we get the so hell out of the house. I mean, we wore them down basically. Yeah. And I remember basically going after appointment after appointment. I know, a nice problem to have. And I remember thinking, I walked into a seller's house, 
and I didn't want to go through the listing presentation. And I just, I said, you know, Mr. Seller, um, and they had read the pre-listing pack. They had the CMA ahead of time. They had the um, net sheet. They knew what all the numbers were. And I didn't want to have to explain to them about all the things that they probably already knew or maybe didn't care to know because they'd read the pre-listing pack. So I just said, Mr. Seller, what are the two or three things that are, that you're most, uh, that you're most interested in having uh, I'm sorry, I'm on NyQuil, but Mr. Seller, what are the two or three things that you're looking for in the agent whom you're going to hire for the job of selling your home? What are the two or three things that are most important to you that you're looking for that once you discover an agent that satisfies those two or three concerns or desires that you know for sure that's the agent for you? That's pretty good on NyQuil. It is. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, that's and right. Then, in other words, you're asking them what's important to them. And then they're going to tell you. And they almost always see the same thing. What you're going to do to sell the house, what my net is, even though it's our, all this information in the pre-listing pack. And usually it's those two things. And they, they're never going to ask about all the things you think are important. They don't care about no. your awards. They don't care about your brokerage brand. They might say brand. communication. They might say yeah, staging. That's true. You know, help me prepare the house. Right. Stuff and like the, that. But it's and, the, and then you write those two or three things down. This is the reason it's called a Sharpie close on a yellow legal tablet. And I did all this on accident. So I was tired of going on listing appointments. I asked that question. I pulled out a red uh, Sharpie pen. I wrote down the two or three things that the seller said on this uh, yellow tablet of paper. And then, I, and then it was like 15 minutes. We took the listing, got the contract signed, walked out. And then I did it on the next one and the next one and the next one. Because and it, it works. And then I remember going on a listing appointment. And, and this was after I'd started just doing this out of pure laziness, to be honest with you, and complacency because I didn't want to go through the long presentation anymore. Uh, I remember pulling the yellow tablet of paper out of my uh, – I had this little briefcase I'd bring with me. And I remember flipping uh, towards, through the yellow tablet of paper for a clean sheet of paper. And I'd look – I counted how many times I'd actually done it. And then I glanced at all the things they typically said, which were all the same things. And then I had the epiphany. This is now called the Sharpie listing presentation. Yes. Because what would happen is I'd ask them what the – okay, I'm in, what are you going to do to sell the house? What's your marketing plan? And I'd write down marketing plan. Then they would say – you know, what's gonna, how much money am I gonna walk away from closing? Then I'd write net to me, and I'd write that down, number two. And let's just say those are the, the two things. And then I'd say, okay, Mr. Seller, assuming I can completely satisfy your concerns about how I'm gonna sell the house, the marketing plan being number one, and you're 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt that my marketing plan, our Julianized marketing plan, is gonna hit it out of the park for you, um, that, that's your first priority. Yes, okay, great. And number two, Mr. Sellers, obviously, you're very concerned about what the closing, how much you're going to walk away from closing. That's the second priority you have. And I'm, I'm going to, obviously, we're going to go over the numbers and obviously the marketing plan will uh, lead to the, the net to you being higher than otherwise it would have been if you hired an agent with an inferior marketing plan. So after I go over these two things, Mr. Seller, and I completely satisfy your concerns, will there be anything else standing in the way of us being able to do business starting this evening? And they're going to say maybe. And then you're going to go through the first one. <coughs> Sorry. You're going to go through the first one and you're going to explain, uh, you're going to overcome the, eject you're going to explain the, the marketing plan, which by the way, was already explained in the pre-listing pack, but you're going to explain it again. You're going to explain the marketing plan. This is what we do. This is how we do it. This is the results we get. This is the results you're going to get based on all of our previous experience. Now, if you don't have any previous experience, you can use the previous experience of the other coaching clients and Harris Coaching, and you can say we opposed to I, right? Well, this is yep. the experience that we've gotten. Now, the next point with regards to um, the net, same thing. Here's the net sheet. In our net sheet, we propose you guys give the seller uh, three uh, possible nets, low, medium, and high. And you don't, you don't have to you know go through all the numbers. They usually don't care. Just circle the net. So Mr. Seller, based on this list price, this list price, and this list price, these will be your three possible outcomes. Do you have any question about that? Okay, great. And then when you went over the mark, the first one is the marketing plan after they were satisfied with that one. So just so I'm clear, Mr. Seller, you're 100% positive 
that the marketing plan is going to be the marketing plan that's going to get your house sold for the most money, least amount of time, least amount of hassle. And they say yes. You guys can change these scripts a little bit, but you get the gist of it. And then I scratch that off. Number one gets scratched off with a red Sharpie pen. Mr. Seller, are we on the same page as far as the net to you? Yes, we are. Scratch it off. with. Okay, Mr. Seller, it looks to me like we've now overcome your two obstacles uh, to moving forward with us this evening. Um, so let's get the paperwork knocked out, and then you're on when your way. When would you like your first And show? nine times out of ten, they're going to say yes, and you're going to be out the door. That's how complicated our listening yeah, because, presentation is. Yeah, because you did that quickly because you've done it five billion times, okay? And because Nike was helping you. But <laughs> kind of. Um, so here's – I don't want to have them miss any little nuances here. You're doing that because a the close is the logical ending to a great presentation. Right. The reason some of you have trouble closing is because you didn't do a great presentation. You thought you did, especially those of you who have worked hard to have a canned presentation. Well, we're skipping a, we're skipping like we're, major steps in the listening presentation. Coaching. Right. That's okay. why we have coaching. But, but the point is that some of you have trouble closing. Some of you don't even ask for the business. Because you did a canned presentation, and all the while, while you were talking about what you thought they wanted to hear, they're holding on into their head to those objections. Right. They haven't gotten it out of their brain, so they're not even really listening to what you're doing. They're just waiting for you to stop talking so they can fire their objections at you. Then you have to tap dance. Or they're not even going to ask because they won't and they won't, they're, they're conflict avoiders by nature, which, is, which are most humans. Yep. And so they're not even going to ask their objections. They're just not going to hire you because you didn't overcome what their objections were because you yeah. didn't ask what they were. And it's hard to close when you don't know enough about the client, yeah. what's important to them. They're going to say all the normal things. They're going to say, well, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to pray on it. I'll it's talk awkward. to you tomorrow. You know, they're going to come up with excuses. And again, we talk to you, we give you scripts on what to say when those things happen. And this is also the exact reason why that pros that seller prospect will try to even the playing field by going after commission and going after price. And this is why some of you guys instantly cave to overpricing and under commissioning because you don't know what else to do. Well, you don't have a pre-listing pack. You don't. So the pre-listing pack really is your silent salesman that's like this, you know, the best salesman ever is really what it yes. is. When you deliver the pre-listing pack ahead of time, again, it does not matter if you're the newest agent ever. The pre-listing pack, when you follow our system, you don't deviate it. You just use what we're, you know, exactly like we prescribed. We'll do 90% of the selling for you prior to you getting there. Assuming you don't screw it up and you follow the listing presentation, we have a whole listing process. We tell you the micro steps. We tell you exactly what to do when you're going to the listing appointment. We give you your, your pre-prayer. What is it, Julie? The pre-listing prayer. Your pre-listing yeah. prayer. We tell you where to park in front of their house. We tell you what to do when you ring the doorbell. We tell you what to do when they open the door. We talk to you about some of the other nuanced details. We tell you exactly what to say, how to say it, where to go, what to do. Every even what to wear. Even what to wear. We do. <laughs> Every, every single aspect. We went through all those points. We did. Yeah. We, every single aspect of the listing presentation, we have explained to you how to do. We're leaving nothing to chance. So now it's your job to become a premier co coaching member. Guys, it's halfway through the year. How much longer are you going to get ready to get started to actually take seriously the idea of one day, someday, hopefully being a listing agent? Or are you just going to torture yourself for the rest of the year trying to somehow get your buyer in contract? You're one buyer. Your buyer. Your buyer, right? <laughs> so just go to timandjulieharris.com, click on premier or click on coaching. Premier Coaching, you can join for around $100 a month. If you want us to text you a link to join the coaching program, just text SUCCESS, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, -S, to 47372. Text SUCCESS to 47372. So thank you for listening to me in my somewhat uh, 
drug-induced. Drug-induced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Hey, I made it. That's not part of the plan, by the way. But if Tim can do it under uh, influence of NyQuil and DayQuil, you guys can learn to do it too. And no, we're not going to teach you the whole listing process on the podcast. No. That's why we have coaching. Well, when, you can't do this in a half-hour sessions. No, there's it, there's a lot of little – it's the tiny little nuanced yes. details that make the difference. And that's the reason that you have you – know, it, it took us – a billion years and a billion coaching calls to produce the system that you guys now get just by joining Premier Coaching for around $100 a month. And, and it's something that we are confident in all market conditions and all price ranges, it does not matter where you are on planet Earth, is going to win you the listing when you follow the plan. We'll win you the listing 100% of the time uh, while you're in the learning phase or even 100% of the time while you're at the, you know, once you've mastered it, probably not. But it's going to do a hell of a lot better than what you're doing now. There's always going to be reasons you don't take the listing that you can't necessarily outmaneuver. And I'll tell you, the, the main one is going to be sometimes if the person outbonds you. So that's going to be the other, you know, we can talk about that. That's a, a future point. Right. So anyway, there it is, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you need us for anything, you can always text me directly at 512. What's my phone number? 7580206. Thanks. My NyQuil induced brain was <laughs> right. is saturated. 512-758-0206. If you're interested in joining Julie and I at EXP, we'd love to uh, sponsor you at EXP. Our, our group at EXP is called Libertas. And if you want to check out our EXP group, just go to um, ylibertas.com. And Libertas is spelled uh, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S. So whylibertas.com, or you can always text EXP to 47372 and I'll text you back a link and you can check out all the reasons why you will probably want to join EXP. Well, you'll definitely want to join EXP and hopefully you'll want to join with Julie and I as your sponsors. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.